Hi there, my name is Michael White. And my name is Anthea Morfetis. For those of you who don't know us, I am a public speaker and I also do one-on-one coaching. And myself, I'm an author and a mindset coach. We're here today to bring you guys our podcast, which we enjoy very much called Love and Relationship Conversations. Um, We've decided to partner up together to educate people on how to have a relationship with themselves, how to have a relationship with others and get the relationships that they deserve and desire. And how we go about doing that is creating content for you guys that you will enjoy. And we're completely passionate about what we're doing we love what we do because of our own experiences in life and myself and Michael have known each other for a a good seven years and we've had many conversations about relationships and hence why Love and Relationship podcast was born and we welcome you to this podcast and we hope you completely enjoy. Guys we're back Uh, Welcome to the Love and Relationship Conversations. Um, You know, we're really looking forward to um, today's topic. We're always looking forward, I think, to every topic we discuss. We are, right? (laughs) Um, No topic's been a dull topic. Um, But I think this one, compared to a lot of the other ones, is we're uncovering a lot of uncomfortable truths that nobody wants to talk about. So... Um, I think that's what makes a lot of our topics very unique because, again, you might not agree with us, which is totally fine, um, but we're just here to open the door. If you decide to walk through it, great. If you decide to say, well, I don't really rock, rock with those guys, that's fine, too. Hmm. Um, so as you know, today's topic is, is unconditional love real or is it a fairy tale? Mm-hmm. What a good topic, hey? I do. It's an um, uh, myself and Michael having a bit of a discussion about this last night, and it was really interesting to how the conversation was opening up. So I'm excited about speaking about this because I've had one perspective, and actually having a conversation about it kind of made me look at things in a different light. So it is really interesting. Um, because is it real? Can you really have unconditional love in a relationship? Um, and Michael and myself were saying last night, if you think about it, um, we want there's wants, needs and desires within a relationship. So straight away, that's a condition, right? It is. It, it flat out is a condition. And guys, please like, share, subscribe before we just destroy this topic. Um, as I said, at the end of every video... We put everything in the bio, like for you guys to follow us on every platform. Plus, we even have a free PDF that you guys can download as well. So, um, you know, like, like, share, subscribe the video, help us out, help us grow. um, And then we will keep giving you guys bang on content. So to touch on what Anthea said, we all have wants, needs and desires. So that means that there are conditions. Now, unconditional love is totally okay, or it's, it's, I would say it's more profound when you're single. You can love everybody unconditionally. But once you put it into a relationship dynamic, it's off the table. So let's go on what you just said there when you're single and uh, you can love everybody unconditional. But again, 
people that are in your life doesn't need to be lovers, friendships. No. There's conditions again of some sort. Of like, some like, sorts, but like even let's say I don't know, like let's say I'm in a room full of 50 people and I don't know any of them. Yeah. I can love those people unconditionally. Yeah, you could just have that love going out to you. Yeah, like I can, I can love those people unconditionally, but once you come into my life as like a friend or something like that, now there's conditions. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just from being a mother, I can honestly put my hand on my heart and say that the unconditional love is towards my children and there is no condition. It doesn't matter what they do. See, that's different though. And I will say why. Um, Chris Rock, which is a famous comedian, the guy is hilarious, says there's only um, two types of people that get unconditional, no, three types of people that will get unconditional love. Children, pets, and women. That's it. Men don't get unconditional love because we have to provide something. For, for a woman to love us. So there's conditions there compared yeah, to your yeah. pet. Yeah, this, this is the thing. And if you're not providing in some way, then it does come to a point where a woman will be like, well, you know, I think we had the discussion last yeah. night where we were saying, All right, okay, you get, get a relationship and your man has been the best. He's been supportive. He runs multiple businesses, let's say, and you, he looks after you, you do what's good for him. Also, you meet his needs, his wants, his desires, and all of a sudden, everything goes bust. And let's just say, yeah, it all goes that way around. And um, then he falls into depression and you support him for a certain amount of time, but then a year passes by, two years pass by, and he's not making those changes. Then you're gonna stop and go, well, do I want to live this life? This isn't what I signed up for as such. Exactly, so- exactly. And that's why I'm going to break it down in levels. Because again, you asked about the levels. So when you're friends with someone, you're going to have certain conditions, right? That they don't disrespect you. You don't disrespect them. And you're going to have certain requirements, right? But in a relationship, the requirements are a lot higher now. They are. That's the higher. difference. The requirements are a lot higher and a lot more i would say demanding to some degree because when you're dating somebody let's say i'm dating a female and let's say for a month we haven't gone on a date she's upset now she's like you don't make time for me she doesn't feel loved she doesn't feel valued she doesn't feel appreciated because i haven't taken her on a date right so with that being said she needs me to meet that condition for okay. her to stay eventually, in this relationship. Yeah, eventually you're going to have to because at the end of the day, a partnership is about doing things together. So if you're not going out for meals or you're not going out mm. and you're having some kind of fun or enjoyment with one another, then what are you kind of doing together? It's not You're not doing anything together. So no, it's no longer a partnership or a relationship. Because well, she feels doing, lonely. It's the yeah, same thing with a man. Thing. Let's say like his girl's not really supporting him and that's like what he needs. It's like there's a condition that needs to be met there if he's like, babe, you're not supporting me. Um, I heard um, there was someone I was speaking to uh, not so long ago, a male, 
and he was expressing that when he was out working all day and doing um, something in particular, um, and then when he was coming home, instead of his woman asking him, how did it go? You know, um, did you have a good day? She would find problems. Yeah. And he carried on for a while and he got to a point where he said, I just couldn't, couldn't cope with it anymore because it wasn't, I want to come home and my woman gives me, if I've had a bad day, she gives me that positive vibe and says, babe, don't worry about it. You know, we can get through this or let's talk about it or whatever it is that they, how they, um, their dynamics sit in that relationship. He said, and he got to that point where it was just like, he just couldn't do it anymore. And it's not that she was a bad person no. or that she was this or she was the mother, she's the mother of his children. However, it was the fact that he's just not, she's not meeting any of his needs, wants and desires. Um, it's actually become a, a negative situation over a number of years rather than just, a, rather than the positives or having a balance of anything. So in the end, he decided this isn't like you know it, it wasn't for him and the relationship broke down um not in a bad way but just in a way to say well just if you if that's not being met so again that's a condition so you're very right because i used to think that um you could have unconditional love in a relationship yeah. i really believed i really thought that that was possible yeah, but actually not. when i when i think about everything it's like well you can maybe to a certain degree you can have that unconditional love when things are going really well you're just loving regardless but once a momentum of things start happening that are not in either of your favor then you start looking at the conditions and you it's not that you don't love them anymore it's not that you're giving a condition to the love because you're still going to love that person but if you if they're not going to meet your wants, needs, and desires in any way, shape, or form, then then the love that person's not adding to your life; they're taking away not, from it. Yeah, um, and it becomes less than, and then you then you start. I suppose you start looking elsewhere. So is it? It's not really unconditional love. No. And, so even um, if you leave that person, you can still have love towards them, but you're not going to be in that relationship with them because they're not matching any of your wants, desires, or needs, right? No, and we're going to cover a comment because I said on Fridays we would always do this. Um, Matthew, thank you for being, uh, you know, liking the channel, subscribing. Um, he said, most bad relationships have a lot of requirements. Perhaps some, uh, perhaps some of that is justified to your point. But there's a fine line between requirements and controlling. You still have two individuals, even if a couple, and that needs to be respected as well. So we're going to touch on that, Matthew, 100%. But let's talk about like a healthy relationship. You still have that requirement, right? You have the requirement that that person has the requirement of you and you of them that you won't cheat on them. That's That's still a requirement, even in a healthy relationship. Um, there's still a requirement of health, of date nights, of a healthy sex life, um, of communication, of understanding. Because think about it. Let's say you got to know somebody and let's say like they weren't a great communicator. You might not feel like that's the best relationship for you because you're a communicator and that does not match your requirements. We all have them. Now, obviously, there is a fine line between requirements and controlling. Now, some people's requirements are just out of this world. 
and nobody should control anybody. But let's be honest, in a lot of relationships today, people's needs are being ignored. That's why the divorce rate is so high. That's why we have hookup culture. That's why we have all of these different things because people either A, don't know how to express their needs, B, have expressed their needs, but their partner doesn't know how to fulfill them. And those are the only two things because I'm like when you get to know someone, I'm not trying to control you, but I'm trying to tell you this is what I need to stay in a relationship with you. And I think control, and I think when you're in a relationship, a healthy relationship, let's speak on that side, when you're in a healthy relationship, um, you naturally start to meet each other's needs, wants and desires, I believe. You do. There is no control in that sense, because when somebody says to you, look, you know, I, I don't appreciate you being going to a club every weekend then that's not saying I want to control what you do on the weekend. That's just saying with like being in this relationship, I don't really see that to be fit within the relationship. It doesn't make a healthy relationship from my perspective, from, from me, right? Let, 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 let's touch on that. If somebody tells you, hey, I don't want you going out to clubs, he's trying to protect the relationship because that environment is a single people's environment. And again, it's like, as we addressed on the podcast, there's some habits that are not beneficial to a relationship. Where is there the benefit of you going to a club? There isn't. There isn't. Zero. And we're even going to take it a step further. And, I, and that's why I'm really happy we talk about it. And I'm glad you brought up controlling, Matthew, uh, the word controlling. Um, we really appreciate it. If your woman puts out scandedly clad photos, we've covered this in a video in season one. A girl might be like, you're too controlling. No, I'm trying to protect the relationship because why would you need to put yourself out there like that when you're with me? Yeah, and it is a, there is a fine line. But I think when, like we just said, when you're in a healthy relationship, it's not you're going to want to do that. You're going to want to adhere to what your partner's saying in that sense, because like you just rightfully said, and we did, we covered that you're right in season one, when you're putting out photos, if I'm, if I am in a relationship and I putting out photos of myself half naked, well, why would my man want to see photos of me half naked? And what am I, what's my intention in that? What am I trying to get? And then the, and then the thirsty dudes that are like, you know what I mean? It's like, you're keeping it's like you're keeping your options open that, exactly. that's that's exactly what it is you're doing exactly what would exactly that's exactly you hit the nail on the head you're keeping your options open because otherwise you wouldn't need that validation from the outside world when you're in a healthy relationship because your man gives that you give that to one another you're ready for one another you're moving forward together in a profound way that's going to be growth within it's got a big growth within your relationship and you're respecting and loving one another. Um, so mm. by going and putting out photos of myself half naked or, or a lady doing that or a man doing that, unless, that's their, unless that is their profession and that's what they do, as in... What, like a club promoter model, or something. Yeah, in a model or something. You know, if you're a model and you've met a person, they, your man can't say, well, I don't want you to do that because that's her career, that's her life, that's what she's about. 
Um, but if you're just generally somebody who's sitting there taking selfies and you're getting as much of your body in there as possible, um, then you're kind of, you are looking for attention and that's what it comes down mm. to. I can't wait for Anthea to cover this next one. I'm going to read it. Thank you again, Matthew. I'm going to read this again. He says, I would never tell my partner not to go out with her friends to a club dinner because I trust her vice versa. There are benefits of doing what you enjoy, being faithful as a given. Uh, if there is trust, it shouldn't be a requirement. We'll, we'll cover that, Matthew. And Anthea will touch on this. When someone's in love with somebody, they don't want to do those things. They still have their friends. But now we have to dabble into who are their friends. Are their friends positive influences or negative influences? You see, I, I have a lot of friends, like married men. Their wives don't go out. They don't make that. They don't say, I don't want you going out with your friends. But their wives are so in love with their husband, they don't want to do those other things because they're happy with their husband. Absolutely. And I totally agree. They're happy with their kids and their husband. He never said, well, hey, it's a requirement for, for if you're going to be with me, you can't go out with your guy friends. And I'm not attacking your idea. I think it's a great idea that you brought up. But they're not pointing the finger and saying, you can't do this. It's just they're so in love with what their man provides that they don't feel the need to go out and do those type of things. Do they go out and have coffee dates with uh, a girlfriend or two? Yes. But in their relationships, and these are two men that I highly respect, their wives are not going out and having coffee dates with other men. That's right. Because there's no reason to go out with other men unless that unless you're looking for something from that man. And I think there's a there's a, a fine line here also when it comes down to let's say clubs. Let's say one of my girlfriends wanted is getting married and she's having a Hindu, and mm. it's just women and that she's having it in a club. Then there's no there's no reason for me not to go and support her on That's her different. on her Hindu. I will be there. But if it was that every weekend the girls that I hang out with. And my friends are going out to clubs every weekend and I'm going along with them because they're all single. Let's say they're all going out on the weekend because they're all single um, and I'm going along, but I'm in a happy, happy, respectful relationship. Then really, I'm not in a happy, respectful relationship because why would I be going to the club every single weekend and joining these ladies when they're trying to pull men? I'm not. That's not what I want to do. So I therefore wouldn't go and do it. Not because my man tells me not to. Nothing to do with that. It would be exactly how you said, uh, Michael, be because I'm in love with that person. Therefore, I don't feel the need to go and do that. Now, once every so often, they, you know, they say there's a saying, go and let your hair down. Now, if my say all my girlfriends, well, we've all got partners and we've, you know, we're in we're quite in happy relationships and we all get together and say, you know what? We haven't been out and had a good old boogie for such a long time. Let's go and let's go out on Saturday and let's go and have a really good time. Let's go and dance the night away. And then we get together and go and do that one a one-off time. Then there's not there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, you know, there's I don't see there's a problem with that. But if I make that a habit, that's when it's a problem because mm. I'm now running and away from the person who I'm there with and trying to find other distractions to keep myself satisfied and happy when my relationship should be fulfilling me. Like mm. being we're going to clear, we're going to clear this up because Matthew said something going out. Doesn't mean you don't love your partner. That's illogical. I love live music. So I go and watch my bands. My partner hates bars. So she really joins me. 
we do plenty of things together as a couple and separate. That's healthy. See, I guess I'll clarify it, Matthew. We're not saying that people cannot have individual lives outside of their partner, but when they are in love with their partner, they're more selective of the things that they do so it doesn't harm the relationship. That's the difference. When I'm in a relationship, I don't stop doing what I'm doing. I still build my business. I play video games. I will go out and play sports with the boys. I will still do all of the things that I was doing before I even met the female. But if I'm in love with this female, I'm very conscious. And that's the difference of the things I do. I will not go to a club um, unless I'm with my girl. I'm not going to be like, hey, I'm going to the clubs this weekend with my boys. I'm not doing that. I don't feel the need to do that. Um, and I think going to bands, I think he was just saying, they um, have bands, yeah, um, bars, etc. So she rarely joins me. Um, but you go into a bar, I think a bar is completely different to a club. You're going, let's yeah. say, I don't know if you work or you run businesses or whatever it is you do. Well, he's you, saying just from a fun point of view, he just from goes a fun to point bars. Of view, yeah. yeah, well, that's fair enough. You're going to go out maybe in the evening, you're going to go and catch a quick mm. drink with one of your friends and you're coming back, but you're not strolling in at four or five in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Um, Everything is context that we really have to look at and, um, you know, seeing like Matthew, like going to the bar and having a drink on your own. And like, if that's not your girl's thing, that's totally fine. You're just going there to have a drink. But there's certain atmospheres and certain things um, that are that are that need to be reviewed and looked at. And they're built for single people like a club is not built for people in relationships they didn't their concept of a club was to mm-hmm. go people to go and have fun yes to enjoy themselves to have a let their hair down as such and go and dance the night away listen to good music absolutely but you go to a club you're not going to find them all married people in there it's no. not going to work like that but let's also take it to the far right he said he would never tell his partner not to go out to dinner so let's so let's use a dinner example. There's nothing wrong with going out to dinners if she goes out to dinner with a girlfriend or two. But again, everything always has to be reviewed because it's like, what if her girlfriends are not the most positive individuals? It's the same thing for me. What if I have like one or two boys that are not very positive? And I'm going out to dinner with them. And that makes my girl uncomfortable. You see, the one thing is that we have to understand is I'm not building a life with my boys. I'm building a life with her. Hmm. So if these boys, like let's say these two individuals, are not very positive influences or like they're very negative or whatever, it would be very inconducive to me to keep hanging out with them. You know, especially if they're talking about like sleeping with women all the time or that or just whatever. It would it doesn't benefit me if there's no positivity there. That's what we're saying. Everything has to be properly assessed when you're dating this individual. Um, especially of when you're incorporating them into your life and them in yours. And if your if your woman or your man is going like let's say from my side, if my man is going out to dinner with um she's say she's got she's had she's got three male friends 
and she goes out to dinner with them often and she doesn't really go out to dinner with me, then that's a problem. Um, mm. You know, because she's choosing or he's choosing to go out with other females and give his time and attention to other females and not to me. And they can say, yeah, but we're friends. Yeah, so what are we in, my, in our relationship? We're friends too. But if you're choosing not to come out with me, then there is a problem. So it's not that I would say to my man, you can't go out, but I would not want him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't choose a man that chooses to go out with females mm. for dinner on a weekly basis. That wouldn't be my choice because mm. why do I, what, for me, what do I want with a man that's going to be with a female? And now we've covered this before as well. Can males and can men and women be friends mm. now? So like for me, it's, if you're going to be spending that much time with a female, then, and you're saying you're friends and something somewhere, somewhere, someone likes someone, someone has more feelings towards you. And if it's the female, then it's the female, but it could be, it could be your man. You don't know at the mm -hmm. end of the day, because why are they being drawn to spend that much time with another female or your, or a male, a female being drawn to spend so much time with another male? It doesn't make sense to me. And I'm not, and like we said, it's not saying we're in a controlling environment and you can't do this and you can't do that. No, it's not about that at all. It's a natural, like Michael said, it's a natural flow when you're in a loving and respectful relationship and you guys are, are in love with one another and you're building a life together why would you want to be with other people and if you've got like michael said if your your boys are your boys are negative in the sense not i mean i don't want to say the word negative but say your boys are both your boys are single michael and you've gone out yeah. and woman and they're trying to chat up the waitress or they're trying to and they're messing around and they're saying oh i've got a friend here i take his number you know, things like this. They have inconducive behaviors. Yeah, they have that, questionable behaviors. Absolutely. And that can so possibly happen. So why put yourself in those situations in the first place? Because right. once that starts happening, then you're going to, people are going to go, oh, it was because of him or because of her. No, no, it's because you put yourself there in the first place. Let's not put the blame on others, you know. Let's well, take responsibility and accountability. Uh, I'm going to give Matthew a, a halo moment. Hang on. Because he said something very important. As long as you put your partner. A relationship is about serving. It's not what you can get. It's what you can give. And that's the thing. You have to. The reason why it sounds complicated. Is because it sounds like it's too much. It's just. Oh let's just trust each other. Yes. Right off the bat. You should just trust each other. 100%. And serve each other. But also at the same time, there's some questions that you need to ask. And that's the problem. No one's asking the hard questions. When you ask those hard questions, that's when things become a little more clear for you to figure out if you should even date this individual. Absolutely. And I heard someone say one of the another relationship expert, I can't remember who it was now, but they had um, said, um, let's say someone's i think he'd explain somebody being uh, a scenario where someone's been cheated on and then they felt they couldn't trust in the next relationship and he turned around and said you don't need to trust the other person you need to trust you and trust what's coming to you and if somebody cheats then you have then you deal with it but you don't go into a relationship without trusting because you're trusting 
you're trusting yourself for choosing yeah. this person in the first place. So the trust doesn't go to the others. The trust comes to you. And I found that pretty profound. I was like, wow, that's really powerful because you're again, taking your own power back. You're, own, you're taking accountability and responsibility for you and you're trusting your judgment, your um, just you in general, and you're trusting on you. And if that does come around, then trust that you will know how to deal with it and you can deal with it because we can deal with anything in life. It's just, this is life. We're going to have those hurdles and we have to mm. trust and believe that we can go past them, through them and over the other side of them. And that includes um, someone breaking someone breaking a trust, but the trust comes from you first. I agree. I totally agree. Um, and um Matthew commented again, and you know what, Matthew, you might have to get, we're going to have to reward you with something because you're probably um, the one that's um, been supporting and engaging us the most. Yes, a relationship needs a clean slate from the start, 100%. Carrying those demons sets it up to fail, but you need to know what those demons are because that's the thing. A lot of people have demons that they don't talk about that you need to know if they're demons that you can even deal with in the first place because nobody's perfect right so that's the thing you need to know the good and the bad like i, I of course when i date someone i'd want a clean slate vice versa but i would want to know a little bit about your history for me to make an assessment to say okay we're gonna start clean but then it helps me understand you a lot better because think about it for example let's say someone We'll talk about demons. Let's say someone has demons of cheating constantly in their past. You might not want to take the risk. Yes, there's a clean slate and they might be like, yeah, I've changed. But now that they've told you like, hey, I have a history of cheating. You might be like, mm, I don't know if you're worth the risk. And that's what it comes down to um, is your risk factor and what you can deal with. Yeah, and I think that goes back to vetting, doesn't it? It goes back to vetting because, and I'm glad that Matthew brought that up though about like the 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 demons. When you date someone, you should never ever, and I know that we're getting off topic here, but it's fine. Um, you should never ever take your past sins and put it on the new person. They didn't wrong you; the old person did. So, with that person getting a new slate, that's fine. But again. It's, it's good to know if there's certain habits that they might have that you cannot deal with long-term. Like, let's say they constantly lie. That's inconducive to having a long-term relationship. You can't have a relationship with someone that lies all the time. Yep. And you know what? And no one's got, the thing is, Michael, no one's going to come out and say, oh, by the way, I lie. Oh, yeah. Liar. By the way, <laughs> I'm a liar. Like, what? I'm a big liar. Yeah, then and you get this. <laughs> excellent so no one's gonna come out and say that however like we said the other day if you listen and listen to what people are saying then you will know in a very short period of time whether they're lying if that's something a trait yeah because people tell on themselves because people always tell on themselves and i've experienced this i've experienced this of late you know and i was listening and because i was listening 
within a few minutes I could get what was happening. You but just had watched. I not been listening and not been aware of myself and my surroundings and what's happening, then I couldn't have actually clocked onto the fact that there's lies being told. So I think it's so important again, like Matthew had said, you know, it's starting clean. But from starting clean means that you have to clear out things from yourself. And if you are in the process of that and you're in a point, then be honest with the person you've just met. Look, I'm on a journey. I'm trying to show up at my best self at the moment. I'm doing everything. I'm working on myself. So if you don't mind, you don't mind being with me while I'm going through this transformation and you can support that, then great. But if you want to see me at my best of best i'm not quite there yet but come I back after to... and then we'll talk about it yeah it's just like you know you're gonna have to let somebody know but if you've never done any work on yourself and you have no idea what your limiting beliefs are what your demons are what your what things trigger you you don't know nothing you not that you don't know nothing but you don't understand much about yourself you're just going through life you just think the world's against you or everything happens to you and you're not in control of anything that happens then just let people know that well let's so, be on well let's be honest most people don't do the work they don't no so they go from relationship to relationship to relationship just trying to get it right so Different. that might not be the best person to date. So you might have to say, no, I'm not, I can't, can't date you. And because they could be in the process of healing. They could have never healed at all. Like there's so much. Um, to but that's, look what, at. that's what we were saying the other day. It's different faces, but this, it's the same things happening because people are not healing beforehand and they're just going from relationship to relationship and then saying, I'm always attracting or I'm always meeting the wrong people. No, that's because you haven't done the work in you. So if it's, I think you've said this, um, I think you've used this, it's you that said this before, that if you're going into, if you're going into 10 pubs and every pub there's a fight, yeah, fight, it's not the people that's the problem. It's you because you've gone into 10, 10 separate places in 10 separate areas and you're getting the same thing from each place. It's not the people that's in there. It's you that's showing up and bringing that to you in some and way. Yeah, we're going to have to reward Matthew at some point with something. We'll figure it out. But I want you to answer his question. If you don't want to be there at the worst, you don't deserve their best. Okay, if you if you don't want to be there, it's not about. <laughs> so, at their worst, what can you just clarify what you mean by their worst? Um, like, are you I have an answer for that, but uh... because if it's worst at personality trait, or um, if it's something, if something's gone wrong in their life, or something's happened in their life, then I want to support that. I don't expect my partner to be at the best side of things at all times no because the life is life and like i said there's always going to be road um bumps on the road so we want to support each other in the in the good times in the bad times in the in the mundane times in any time you think of we want to be there to support one another but if somebody is you're saying i want to use the right words that you just said matthew uh just to make sure ah, okay no no I'll, I'll read it it says their worst is still working on themselves uh, well, we will always and always are sickness, depression, broke. 
Yeah, absolutely. So that, I mean, look, I think you should always support no matter if it's sickness, if it's depression, um, you're going to, I would want to be there for my partner through those things. I want to support um, in every way I possibly can. And I think everyone, I think that's how, that's how it makes a healthy relationship because it's not all going to be sunshine and roses. And that's for sure. It's never going to be all sunshine and roses. So you have to be prepared for that. And that is life. You must prepare for that. And if you're preparing for that mentally, knowing that the life is not full of roses. I've just had a phone call before I've come on live that somebody very close to me, my nan is passing away. And so, you know, that, and that is something that is part of the cycle of life at the end of the day. So I have to mentally prepare myself knowing that the people that I love in my life, and I don't know, I could come off this podcast and feel really down. Like I haven't allowed myself to bring my emotion into it because I knew I needed to present and I want to bring myself at the best of myself. But if my partner was here with me and I broke down into tears and he turned around and said to me, oh, get over it. I don't want, you know, then I would be like, whoa, that's not what I would expect from my partner. And that's the condition as we're speaking mm. about here. There's a condition, but he was to put his arms around me and say, babe, it's okay, don't worry, we'll get through this. We'll, whatever it is, then, you know, there's going to be the best and worst times of people. And yes, you should always support it. But if it continues, if somebody continues in a negative cycle for year after year after year, and they're not showing change, and you're having to be, right? And you're having to be there and support their negativity and their constant depression or their constant putting you down or putting themselves down, then why should I keep myself around that? I haven't, you know, I don't see a reason why I should keep doing that. But if it's see, a short and I like, time. I like what Matthew said. And again, we won't too much of it, but you see, Matthew, like that's something you can handle. And from one man to another, I respect you for doing that. That's one thing that I respect you for doing. Like you look, I don't, I don't want to say the word look past it. You just loved her. And that's amazing that you were able to do that. Um, again, congratulations for you, my friend. Like that is really good that you have um, that limit. It wasn't a requirement, but you see, at least she told you up front and then you were able to make the choice. And I think um, that's the point, isn't and that, it? And that's, and, that's, and that's the thing, right? Like, she was honest. And most people are not very honest. She was very honest what was going on in her life. And then you were able to say, you know what? That's cool. Um, and um, you said another interesting point about always sickness, health, depression, broke. 100%. We're not telling people just to leave their partner when these things happen. But it's more of a, of, um, of a space of not staying there. And, um, and, and moving forward and always looking for solutions. Okay. How can we help you get better? So you're not sick. How can we help you, um, during your depression? How can we deal with our finances? Um, you know what I mean? It's, it's really about moving forward in that sense and not staying there. Um, because when you move forward, um, that's where a lot of growth happens. Um, read what melissa said as well when it's the right person for you and recently and, and healthy match stroke relationships you are partners through it all so sorry anthea um not sure what you're referring to i don't know what i said 
um, for the so sorry Anthea, but no, I agree with oh, you. Oh no, it's about your nan. It's about your nan. That's what she was saying. Oh, okay, okay. Thank yeah. you. So, thank you. And, um, sorry, I did. No, no, that's fine. That. And I want to cover something else that Matthew said. And I, and from now on, we're actually going to show comments on the screen like this as well. Um. So, if you don't want to be there at their worst, you don't deserve them at their best. I will say this one thing. This this word deserve. Nobody deserves shit. You earn their best. I cannot come into a relationship well, I deserve this, 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 and this, and this. I don't deserve shit. What happens is, is I'm going to show up as the best version of myself and earn that from you. It's like everything else in life. You earn someone's respect. You don't deserve their respect. You earn their respect. So it's the same thing in the concept of the things that I want in a relationship. I have to earn those things. And by earning them means like me being the best version of me. Um, and yes, he, I love that he just came back and corrected. You earn their best by being there at their worst. Yes. And it all depends on what their worst is. And, and again, you clarified that, which is perfect. Um, so you really showed like the answer because that's the thing, right? Somebody's worst could be like, they throw things, they have a tantrum tantrum, they have anger issues and things like that. Some people can't deal with that. And their worst could be that they are, um, let's a say, liar, a cheater, manipulator. Yeah. There's, um, there's so many things that it could be. And, and if you, let's, let's say a liar now, yeah. If you're with a liar and somebody who makes somebody it's like, look, everyone will say a little white lie every so often, or they might twist the truth a little bit. If that's, you know, that's not a problem. But if somebody's actually doing something that they're blatantly lying about and they're trying to cover their tracks and they're doing this all the time, and that's not their worst, that's a personality trait. Yeah. Or narcissistic. Like, that's what I mean. Like, their worst could be like, anything and it really depends on what that worst is absolutely and melissa was just saying never leave room for questions and wondering from your partner breathe breathe mistrust on your early convo mm. yeah absolutely no absolutely melissa it's so true if you're you know that's where michael was saying earlier on also was um you know, it's to be upfront to speak about things and, and always and the communication in a relationship is so important because if you're not communicating, you're leaving that space open. And if you hear something that doesn't sit right with you, go and communicate it to your partner. Don't open up and speak about it to everybody else but your partner. Um, mm. Because if you're not speaking to them about it, then they won't know to be able to correct it. And sometimes you can see things you, your, our mind can play lots of tricks with us too. You know, it's programmed to be a certain way. So if we're not, if we're not communicating what we're thinking and what what's going, what we're seeing, we could be perceiving it in the wrong way. Which means mm. that we're we're making up. We're our mind starts making up scenarios that actually are not real. They're not true. They're just stories that can <clears> be <throat> in your head. Right. Well, I'm going to show Melissa's comment and uh, maybe you want to cover it. I think deserve not as an entitled, but we all do deserve to be treated well. 
to be loved. I, I totally agree. We deserve to be treated well, absolutely. And I think that starts with yourself. I think it starts with self. And if you're, if you're treating yourself well and you're having that self-love that we speak about, um, then, then you're more likely to have the people around you treat you well. But if somebody is coming along and they're not treating you well, um, it's, you know, you, it's not a demand, but if they can, if you communicate and tell them, look, I feel quite disrespected in what you're saying, what you're doing, what's happening, and you communicate that, and they, if they turn around and say, I don't care, I really don't care, then that's not a loving, fruitful relationship. But if you're... Well, <clears throat> I think everybody should be treated well, 100%. Nobody should be treated poorly. No. But it's in the sense of your energy introduces you. First of all, right? And um, if someone decides to treat me bad, that's fine. That's okay. Because again, I'm not going to try to sit and convince you to treat me good. No. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to walk around because a lot of people think that they deserve things. They deserve certain things from people. I deserve your time. I deserve your energy. I deserve the... No, you don't. If you show up and you give to this person and they're not reciprocated, then you have your, your answer to move on. And it's so true because it's up to you, isn't it? Like, you know how many times I've heard people say, oh, I've done this for you and I've done that for you. I've given you this and I've given you that. And they go for a whole list. Yeah, that's a deserve mentality. Yeah. Yeah. And, they, and then they are. And the, the thing is, by saying that, and then they say, well, you, what have you done for me? But hang on a sec. You chose to do those things for me. I didn't, I didn't put you at gunpoint and say, you have to do that for me. It's a choice of yours. Now, if you're going to come back at me and use that as ammunition to why, what I should, what you want me to do, then don't do it in the first place. If you're going to do it, do it because you want to, because that's, and don't expect nothing in return. But you don't expect anything in return, but if you're doing it and you're doing it and you're doing it and you're never ever getting anything, you're not getting their time, you're not getting their attention, you're not getting communication, you're not getting respect, then that's a choice for you to turn around and say, well, you know what, I've come to a point now where I've given my all, I've given everything. It's not that I expected you to give exactly the same back, but I did have some kind of expectation to say, maybe you spend time with me at least. But if you're not spending time with me, then again, it's not a real, it's not a healthy relationship. So it gives you the choice to say right, <clears throat> what you want again. It come, uh, yeah. Well, see, this is another one: giving versus sacrificing. Ooh. And I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on this. Yes, you should give freely, and yes, relationships are about sacrifice to some degree. But you never want to sacrifice too far to the right. You honestly got to find that happy medium. Um, and I'll let you guys do your research. Um, look at Pastor Devon Franklin. He was married to a girl named Megan Good. Pastor Devon, Pastor Devon is a pastor. It, it's his life. It's what he grew up being like, right? Megan wasn't like that. So he tried to bring her into that, right? So she ended up sacrificing a lot more than, you know, like because she wasn't in that life. It would have been better for him to date someone that was about that life than him bringing someone into it, right? So when she got into it, it was like, good, good, good. But then eventually she was like, I'm sacrificing too much. And now they're getting a divorce. 
You see, so it, it <clears throat> yes, in a relationship, there's sacrifice, but it should never be too much to the point where you lose your character. Absolutely. And again, bring it back, <clears throat> you know, the conditions. And this is where there is conditions. I think that's, you know, the overall thing here is, is, can, is, there, is there such thing as unconditional love? in a relationship or is it a fairy tale? And, you know, I think I think through the conversation we've kind of, I feel that we've come to a, um, a an understanding here that there is conditions to be in a relationship. There is going to be. There is going, going to, be to be conditions to be in a relationship. Otherwise you'll just be with anybody and everybody. Well, like, again, if we take everything that, that everybody said in this comment, the conditions are, I hope you won't lie to me cheat on me, disrespect me, do anything wrong to me. Those are requirements. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have ever heard of Lisa Bilyeu or Tom, or Tom Bilyeu. Uh, maybe you guys have, but um, they've been together for a while. And her requirements are don't lie to me, don't cheat on me, and don't hit me. Everything else we can work out. She has her requirements. Those are her requirements. And that's what I mean. Everybody has their um, things Absolutely. when it comes to that, right? And, uh, you know, at the, at the end of the day, everyone's requirements are going to be different. So it's not one shoe fits all. Um, and I love what Matthew said. Unconditional yeah. love is for kids. Yeah. It is. And, and pets. Saying. Yeah. Yeah, um, and it's true, Matthew. It is true. The and rest Matthew, is for friends, partners. Um, just have some expectations, not too many. That's a good point. Yeah, because if you just have like some expectations, it's good. Because if you have too many, you're gonna, you're literally gonna hurt yourself. So Melissa said there is, um, there is unconditional love, loving someone completely. I disagree. Those aren't conditions. Those are authentic love and part of a healthy relationship. So if you love someone, you just don't do those things. Very true that, yes, you got that side of it. If you love someone, you don't do those things. Absolutely. So I suppose if it's, a, if it's always gonna be, if you're gonna always be in, if that relationship is always gonna be healthy, then you never have to think about that side of it and it will you will always i think we said this at the beginning right i think if you're going to be in that if you're if you're continuously in this very healthy loving relationship yes there's going to be ups and downs in the in the relationship absolutely but on the 95 percent of it it's healthy it's good it's you're never going to have to think about those things but once someone starts if some like we're going to go to the other the left side as michael says um if someone starts to disrespect you starts to lie to you then it's not that you don't love them anymore. Don't I think there's a fine line here. It's not that you don't love them anymore, but you don't love what they're doing. You love them as a person, yes, but you don't love their actions and what they're actually showing you. So if they're if they're going out and they're uh, they're lying about where they've been and they're cheating or they're using abusive words towards you let's say and that's they start doing that on a regular basis then that doesn't take your love away you still love that person i believe however you don't like what they're doing and that's what would need to be addressed yeah but we also have to address what is love though 
love is what love does. We would we would have to address what is love. Yeah, what is because, love? Because because, because, because think about question. it. Everybody has their own definition. I asked. I actually asked this question a few weeks ago to somebody I was seeing, and I said, "What is love?" And his reply was, "Love is whatever you want it to be." But you see what I'm saying? Everybody has their own definition of what it is. Yeah. So yeah. you really have to look at what is the definition for you and what is the definition for that other individual? Because everybody has different love blueprints. Everybody's not the same. So um, there's love is when you, when you care about someone more than yourself. Well, I think you should... <laughs> I think I'm that, letting you answer that one. I'm gonna let yeah, you answer think, that one. I'm, look, I think the I don't think you should ever care for someone more than yourself. You're gonna care for someone in addition to yourself, but not more than yourself. So because then you're not you're not respecting yourself and who you are. So I really believe that that first love and respect needs to go towards self first. And then you're gonna, then that love will pour out and that respect will pour out to others. But if you're putting someone like, you know what, when I first had my children, all I was ever told was, it's not about you anymore, it's just about your kids. Forget about you, forget about your life, it's just about your children. Doesn't matter what happens to you. And over time, I realized, hang on a sec. If I don't care what happens to me, I don't look after myself, I'm not healthy, I don't do the things that are good for me, then you know who you know who ends up where that gets reflected onto my children. And if I'm unhappy, they're unhappy. If I'm not keeping, if I'm not doing and loving and respecting myself and keeping myself healthy and well, then they're not going to be doing that because I'm just a there's just somebody I'm they're looking up to for they're looking up to me for direction for ways to be in life because they don't know how to be yet so i'm being that example for them so if i'm not loving on me then i'm teaching them not to love on them so so i think that first and foremost the love should start with you and that gets poured out to the other people my take on it well, that's very interesting. As I said, the reason why we had today's conversation is just to open up the dialogue. That's what it's for. Like, at the end of the day, is unconditional love or real or is it a fairy tale? It's honestly, as I said, it's not one shoe fits all. Absolutely. So the, the, the only reason why we have these dialogues is to open up the conversation. We're not, some of the things we're going to say, you're not going to agree with every single point, but it's like, at least we've opened the dialogue to give you something to think about. Absolutely. And um, just say, Melissa said, it's quite funny, Melissa, because I actually had exactly the same scenario in my mind and I didn't speak it, but you wrote it. So that shows how in alignment we are. It says, um, it's, it's an aeroplane. It's the aeroplane you put the you put the mask on you first absolutely and that's i suppose that's my point here is you put you first and then matthew had just said would i give my life to protect someone i love of course that's the whole point um open dialogue is always positive absolutely but well i i agree with him love is about sacrifice well love is about 
<laughs> sacrificing putting your life on the line because it's like if I have a wife and a robber breaks in, I'm going downstairs to handle business. Absolutely. I'm not going to look at her and say, well, uh, I want you to go do it. You go beat up the robber. No, I'm going to, as the man of the house, I'm going to go put my life on the line and, 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 and go handle the robber. See, and I see, and that's where it, that's, that's where you can't, I couldn't, someone, I don't want to say can't, but I don't know what word to use here, but you just said that if a robber breaks in, then you'd want to, you're the person that will go. Now that's putting yourself on the line for mm. you and your family. Maybe you haven't got a family. Maybe it's just you and your woman. Just let's just yeah, say yeah. your woman, right? Now I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't go downstairs because I don't think that I would be able to handle if there's three guys there, I wouldn't, you know, I know that I would get completely and utterly hurt and I wouldn't want that for myself. Why would it? Well, that's the thing. If you have a guy, his his duty is to protect you. Exactly. That is part of... But that doesn't mean I don't love my man because I wouldn't go downstairs. But your role is different though. Your role could be to protect your children. Exactly. But this is what I'm, this is my point. The point is, that it doesn't mean I don't love and I wouldn't no. put my man first. It's that I just wouldn't. I know my man is the person that can handle that and I wouldn't be able to handle but that. But your job it's, is to handle the taking care of the kids and making sure they're safe. So yeah. it's just different roles. It doesn't mean that the love is any less, but the roles right. are just very different. Exactly. Exactly. So this uh, kid's partner, I would... Uh, I would I would stroke do put them ahead of myself. Of as course. It should physically or mentally. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you put them ahead of yourself in the way of like, let's put it like I know when um when I would push my when my children were in a pram, a push chair, I suppose you say the same in yeah, the controller, yeah. I think you might call it. Um I would always put the um the stroller to the side of me when I'm crossing a road. Um, so that so that they're not going into the road first and then once to protect them to protect them where I've seen so many people put that stroller in front and keep that stroller first and I don't agree with that because for me I've shouted out the window put your stroller to the side that's your child in there so you know there's little things like that where you just go you're putting your children in the safest place possible. You're always going to want your children to do well and be well and whatever you can do for them to make that be, you're going to do it. But it doesn't mean you're going to, I'm going to go make myself completely unwell or do things or put myself in situation that's going to, that's going to mm-hmm. jeopardize the fact of me being a mother because if I'm not there, who looks after them? So I have to put myself first to a certain degree because if I don't, then they won't, they, they're not going to, how can I protect them and love them and do the things for them if I'm not well in myself and I'm not doing good things for me? It, it, it kind of defeats yeah. everything, doesn't it? Well, so- see, Matthew said something very interesting. He said the hierarchy of sorts, but in a positive way, yes. Because as men, we naturally protect what we love. That's what we do. Yes. So as you said, like, um, um, you know, walking on the side of the car with your kids, it's just naturally be protective, especially like when you love a woman, you want to protect her to the highest regards. Yeah. And I've seen that very often, Matthew, where men will actually stand on the outer side 
and put their woman on the inner yeah. side. Yeah, and, because yes. if a car comes... Yeah, it's a natural, it's a very natural thing, isn't it? And I suppose that's how you know there's love, a strong love between somebody because the man naturally will do that because of their love and their natural instinct towards their woman. And um, again, Melissa was just saying unconditional love is loving someone, including their perceived imperfections. Absolutely. And I agree with that. Which would I go to kids and dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, that's just me, though. Like, but when you when we say perceived imperfections, you know, there could be. It, I think you we're going to be speaking about silly little things. We're not going to talk about big art, big lies, or going out and cheating, mm -hmm. or being really abusive, or because that's not a healthy relationship. Yeah, yeah, hundred so percent. Yeah, so it really comes down to the nitty gritty of things as we said, right? Like really getting into what what the dynamics of everything is and. If somebody's personality is to be, if somebody's a really angry person or they didn't show that to start with, and then as you like, how many people have turned up with a mask as such? They look like this very beautiful cake with all this cream on top, lovely strawberries, lovely. You just want to be around it, you want to love on it, and then their true colors come out as time goes on. Now, you wasn't to know that to start with. How are you going to know that? It looks so gorgeous and so lovely, and it felt so good everything and your thought process towards it was yeah so like then they expose okay. themselves you know like for example let's say an imperfection is like they're very forgetful yeah or like you know i like little silly things little like silly that things. you're like yeah like that's that's fine you know what i mean yeah. like that's not a big deal or they're really like I can say one for myself that I'm going to put my personal self out here. Um, I'm fidgety when I go to sleep, really fidgety. Now that yeah, exactly. Or like fidgety or they have some like weird type of quirk that you're yeah. just like. Or they snore or they, you know, those little things that you can just, you know, it's not, it's not harmful to anybody. It's not going to hurt no. anybody. Those are those things I think, you know, you're going to look past, but when they're things that are going to be that are harsh. I'm yeah, gonna... like let's say, for example, they put like the ketchup bottle upside down. You're not going to be yeah. like, I'm leaving you because you put the ketchup bottle up. No, like you'll be like, that's a cute little quirk. Like, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. Um, But um, no, see, there's some interesting comments flowing in here. Um, Anger can be worked through if they're willing to work on it. Yes. See, that's what it comes down to because anger has no space in a relationship. It's an inconducive habit. Because I'm not saying that you can't get angry with your partner, but it should never be expressed. You can be frustrated, but you should never be expressing anger. Yeah, and if and if you have got that anger, I think like Melissa just said, you yes, you can work for it if they're willing to. Yeah. If they're not willing to, again, that leaves you in that choice to say, do I want to be with someone who's not willing to work on their anger issues? Mm -hmm. um, and if they're not willing to work with them, again, that's a condition that we're putting within it to say, well, do I want to be with somebody who's constantly going to be angry or they're always, or not, I mean, not constantly, but they're going to show up with anger and show that to me, then I, then you've got to deal with that. And so there is. Yeah. Like it can be expressed in a healthy way though. Like as Melissa said, like it, 
like, let's say you're using anger to discipline, right? And you're, and I would say just being assertive and telling your child to not do something, that's totally okay. But like, when you say like anger, where you're, whereas Matthew said, raising your voice, swearing, putting someone down, you wouldn't yell at somebody that you love in, in a disrespectful manner. No. Um, like and that's the thing, like, it, it's unacceptable to me. Like, yeah. we're grown adults. You can have a conversation without raising your voice or yelling or being Absolutely. rude or disrespectful. And yes, it's not healthy to suppress your fe- suppress your feelings. You should always express yourself in healthy ways. That's what it comes down to. Not in ways that are destructive or going to harm the relationship in any shape, way, or form. Like if I'm dating a girl and I'm like, you're such an idiot all the time. That's, that's deconstructive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, you hear people <laughs> say things to their partner. Sometimes I'm just like, whoa. Yeah. Like uh, if you said that to me, I'm leaving you. Like I'm, if you said that exactly, to me, I'm out. Exactly. Like I have conditions. Like to me, it's like, do not speak to me disrespectfully. Don't ever swear at, at me in an angry way or um, in that disrespectful way, because the second somebody thinks it's okay to swear at you, to be abusive towards you and show that anger and you don't, you don't, um, what's the word? Uh, You don't address the situation and address what's just happened. Then they're breaking your own boundaries and you're not letting them know and they will continue. And if there's no consequences to what they've just done or what they're saying, then that will just continue and continue. And then before you know it, years are passing by and you're just being in this relationship that's just not, nothing's happening. And that's why you're saying it's so important to sit down and communicate, to communicate in a positive manner. And if there's a problem and there's something on your mind, to, to actually speak about it in a loving way and approach it, first of all, you can ask yourself, what's the most loving way I can approach the situation? How can I word this so that they don't feel that I'm attacking? Because a lot of people will approach you and go, you done this. But actually, if you start with, I feel that, or I think, or my perspective or what I've experienced rather than you, then it changes the dynamics of how you're approaching somebody and it doesn't get their back up and you can actually have a very healthy conversation dialogue it dialogue comes down to everything um so again look thank you for everybody that's commented and again you see all we're doing here is having a healthy dialogue everyone's throwing in their views everyone's throwing in their opinions and it's healthy these are how discussions should be had so we're gonna get ready to wrap up the podcast but with that being said, I actually think you guys might want to tune in next week because we actually have some good topics next week. Monday, you guys want to tune in more than anything because we're going to ask the question of how soon is too soon to have the bedroom fun? Hmm. It's going to be more one of our more riskier episodes. You might want to tune in for that. We have four different perspectives that we're going to be looking at. So Monday is going to be a can't miss episode. Um, Wednesday, 
is going to be, should you talk to people outside of your relationship about your relationship? You guys might want to tune into that one as well, too. Because, again, to me, again, I'm not going to share too much on that. I think that's a problem. Um, and then number three, which is on next Friday, is stop trying to change your partner or someone that you're dating or want to potentially date. So those are all of next week's topics. And we are going to talk about every single one of them. Um, so you guys definitely want to tune in so you don't miss any of the open dialogues that we have here, uh, especially when it comes to how soon it's too soon to have the bedroom fun. Should yeah. you talk to people outside about your relationship? And should you be trying to change your partner? So with that being said, look, we appreciate everybody that's tuned in today. As I said, none of this stuff is possible without you. Um, you know, it's because of you guys that we learn to have these healthy dialogues because that's all we ever want to do. It's never about attacking someone's ideas or what they think or anything like that. It's always about how can we have the conversation in a healthy manner Absolutely. and take what we need from it. That's what it's about. What can we take? What can we take? from the conversation to apply to our lives. You're not going to take everything that we tell you, but there's certain things that you could take to say, hmm, maybe this will make me a better partner. Maybe this will make me a better friend. Maybe this will make me a better this. So with that all being said, you guys have a fantastic evening. We will see you guys next Monday. Please tune in. Um, we're going to you know, set everything up perfectly and um, we're going to have a great time. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. Really appreciate it. Thanks for your time and energy and all your comments. Much, much appreciated.